Hey everybody, this is Scott here from Ambivalence, and I want to tell you about another podcast you should be listening to called The Positive Punker Podcast, where our buddy Tyler Adams of the band Follow Ups gets together with people in the punk rock community and talk about mental health and depression and how that person overcame their depression, mental illness, and um, what Tyler's doing is great, and it's such a nice guy. He's a great dude, so please support his podcast. And also, before this episode kicks off, we're going to play a song from our guest, Dave Strong, called I Would. Um, this was a great episode. Dave's an awesome guy. I can't wait for you guys to listen. And uh, thanks for your support. Enjoy. Everybody, welcome back to the episode of Ambivalence. I'm Scott. With um, me is Nick. my co, yeah, my co-host Nick, and joining us today is Dave Strong, aka Dave the Bircher Man. Thanks for being with us and hanging out with us tonight, man. We really appreciate it. What's up? Yeah, we we're just talking before we corner how you got your name, Dave the Bircher Man, and uh, please share with the with the audience. <laughs> I've been cutting meat for a while now. I mean, probably 15 years. I started out in like Shaw's and shit, and it's just a local like grocery store and now i just cut you know at like little markets and stuff so that was 
<laughs> I was like, butcher man, that's probably why. Yep, that's definitely <laughs> why, because I cut meat. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into the trade of butchery? Um, yeah, it, I mean, well, when I was a kid, I I cooked a lot. Like, I was in restaurants. I started out, like, washing dishes, and, you know, I just worked my way from fry cook to, like, line cook, and I worked my way through the kitchen, and then um, it fucking sucked. Working behind the line is, like, hot. And just tickets and tickets and tickets. And then all of a sudden I got the option to cut meat. And they put me in a freezer and like a cool box by myself for hours all day. And it was like no time frame. Pretty much got to just blast tunes the whole time. And, you know, I was like, fuck, I, I, I'm hooked. This is what I want to do. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. Where now it's pretty much like yeah. customer service. I mean, pretty much now I just run a butcher, um, like a counter at at a store. It's pretty much like a like a fine foods market, and I pretty much just run the butcher counter of it. So like, we get like quality meats and like I don't know, like ribeyes and fillets and stuff. It's it's pretty easy now. They pretty much come as primal cuts, and I just got to get sharp knives and like. Uh, pretty much just take the silver skin and shit off. It's not like I, I'm not like deboning a whole cow now or anything like that, but <laughs> it's super easy. It's like people want it fast now. So they come in and they're like, and they want to feel like $37 a pound for filet. And all I got to do is cut it. Like, I mean, it's pretty fucking easy. Yeah. And where, where do you resign, reside to, uh, to the birchery field? Uh, Maine. I live in Maine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Not too far up, like almost almost close to the New Hampshire border. But Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yep. How's the, how's the weather in Maine this, this time of year in June? Oh, man, it's really nice. I just bought a house up here, and when I got Congrats. the yard, it was like, it was just mud. I guess the person that lived here before, he like had a dog, and there was like, Oh, it was all tore up, but I'm stoked. Now I've got, it's my first time ever trying to get grass or anything like that too, but I've got like a full backyard now and I got one of those battery, um, I think it's like a Ryobi battery lawnmower. So okay, yeah. Nice. I'm just doing the, the typical douchebag dad thing where I'm like, yeah, <laughs> check out my Ryobi. I got a poster on the wall that like says this battery is compatible with a hundred fucking things. Now I got to buy them all, even though I've never <laughs> fucking used a hammer before. Yeah, I understand. My wife and I just moved to our house a week ago and uh, we have to use a riding lawnmower. So that's pretty, that's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. I was, when, when the poster came, my wife was trying to throw it away and I was like, Hell no! I'm hanging that up in the kitchen. I'm gonna check off every fucking thing until we buy them all. <laughs> What's the sawzall? I don't fucking know. I'm gonna buy. Man, <laughs> it'd be sponsored by them. No soon enough. Yeah, I mean the batteries are compatible. Fuck it, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> I'm looking at a weed whacker. Right, I'm in my basement. And I bought one of the a weed whacker that I haven't even opened yet, and that's compatible too. So I'm like. Woo. That's, that's, funny. that's convenient. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll learn. I'm I'm learning, I guess. Yeah. That's cool.
So is it uh is it like a fixer upper type house or? Yeah, I mean, I you, uh, it's an old house. Um, the, sure. The person that lived in it, I mean, there was two people before me that didn't stay here for very long. I don't know why. Um, but the lady before those two, and that was like a matter of three or four years that someone bought it and they like either lost it must've been because of COVID or something. They lost their job and they moved back like higher up in Maine. And then another guy bought it and he got, I I don't know why either, but the house is nice. I mean, it, I I don't really know much about houses because I've always rented, but yeah, it was built in like 1920, so it's old. It's got like horsehair plaster, which I just found out sucks. But wow. um, the basement is half dirt. But I mean, the bones are really nice. The lady like lived here for 90 years, so she did all the renovations to it. It's got like really awesome hardwood floors, like like turn of the century friggin' like doorknobs still, and a bunch. Oh, that's of, like, cool like built-in shelves and like double glass doors and shit. I love it. I mean, yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. I've always rented apartments like shitty ass apartments. And I mean, now I have kind of a yard and it's, it's not paradise, but it's, it's the next step up. I mean, the next one would be my forever house, I think. So have you, have you always lived in Maine? Like were you born in Maine and stuff? No, I uh, I was born in uh, Melrose, Mass, right near Boston. Oh, okay. Um, I lived in Malden for like two or three years. That's like kind of near Saugus, Wakefield. But I don't know if you're familiar with the area. It's like yep. it's kind of close to Boston, but more close to the North Shore, I guess. And then sure. I lived there forever. I moved to Dover, New Hampshire, um, which is like an old mill town. And yeah. Then I moved to Berwick, Maine, and now I'm in like San. It's pretty, I mean, it's it's nice. I'm moving up. I'm yeah. I'm like not to Portland yet, but I'm hoping eventually I can either go back down to like Dover area because I love New Hampshire, mm-hmm. but but my wife's yeah. from Maine, so I don't know. Maybe Wells. Wells is a really nice town in Maine. So and there's lots of woods. The next house has got to have more land. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Sounds like you've been all over New England. Yeah. I love New England. I don't think I could see myself anywhere living anywhere else. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I'm I'm originally from New England and oh. I had to get the hell out of there. <laughs> really? Where about yeah. you from? Uh originally I was born in Northampton. I lived in East Hampton, Massachusetts for a big chunk of my life. Northampton, and- Mass? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. I, I lived, uh, but I, I lived all over, um, Western mass, like Aguam, uh, feeding Hills. I lived in Hoyoke for a little bit. Oh, all right. So yeah, yeah. I've, I've been all, all over Western mass. So. Max, um, yep. Town or he lives near there. That's his stomping grounds for sure. Yeah, definitely. He hooks up yep. the shows out there. I think Northampton mass is the first place I ever saw the warp tour. Yeah, that's where I saw it too. <laughs> so what what uh what got you into music? Like uh how'd you get into like punk music and stuff? Yeah, I mean um so Portsmouth was kinda it 
it was a happening town and I was just happened to be really lucky to in Portsmouth in the, in the late nineties because um, Al Barr from the bruisers and the drop kicks, uh, mm-hmm. he lived in Portsmouth and so did Joe King. And um, they both like pretty much re- like every other weekend, there was a show at th- this place called the Elvis room have the best fucking shows I ever went to in my life. I mean, it'd be like yeah. the bruises agnostic front one, one weekend. And then like the queers, the nobodies chicks dig it. The next, it was always like, and that was like for six, six straight years. I just always went to a fucking down there. Yeah. I think Joe lived downtown. They might've both lived downtown. Actually. It's pretty sick. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, New England he, uh, has always yeah. had a fucking great scene. Yeah, I mean, Jim Turney uh, owned a place called Fish Tracks. It was like a studio downtown Portsmouth. Um, it later moved and got called the Electric Cave. But when it was Fish Tracks, I know Joe and him produced a record. Uh, I think it's called More Bounce to the Ounce. Where yeah, it's like, I remember it's fucking that. Sick. It's like a double record. Um, yeah, where they, and and that's when in the height of the Elvis room when like Joe was getting bands from Lookout all all the time, and they'd come in and they uh, for that session I think they each songs it was like they had like Cub, um, the Muffs, the Muffs were yep. down there, fucking it was crazy, dude. I mean, I think the Nobodies, the Smugglers, the High Fives, like. That's oh, awesome. Dude, that, that record is fucking sick, man. I love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, I, I was going to Portsmouth High School, and, you know, I would, on the weekends, the, the music scene was just thriving down here, and I was stoked to to be able to go and see some shows, and I put together a band, and I just started playing and stuff, too. So that was really my, my drive into punk, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely a, a good neck of the woods to be in for, oh, for that for type sure. of stuff. So <laughs> no doubt. So you uh you have some stuff coming up soon with, with your band? Yeah. I mean, um I've I've kinda so this year, um I cause I cause I played on a bunch of different stuff with a bunch of different people. I've been on tons of bands. Like my first band was called the Pinheads back in the nineties. We did absolutely nothing but um, Doyle from the guts was like the bass player, like me and oh, him went awesome. to high school together and we started our first band. And, uh, then I was in a band called the illegitimates with this guy, Pete and Mike, who ended up being the guitarist and drummer of a global threat. Have you ever heard of that band? Oh yeah. I know them fucking huge dude. So I'm like, what the fuck? So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i know all those guys so i ended up playing jeff after and i got on this um the last guts record called songs of freedom and we went to um sonic iguana studios with mass and phil hill from the teen idols he like that's cool he, he produced it and everything and it's funny because dave parasite he was he was putting out the um he was going to put out the cd like it was the first time I ever did anything where I had to sign a contract and shit, but we, yeah. we drove cross 
with Dave Parasite and probably stopped like five or six places and played. Um, Dave came up on stage. We were like the Parasites for six songs. It's fucking crazy. I love the guts. So it was like, I, I was in the guts for a teeny bit. Then Dave came up and we were the fucking Parasites. So I was like living my fucking dream at that point. And then getting to meet Mass and playing his bass. And I think we recorded with the Alkaline Trio's drum set and shit. It was just like craziest thing. Oh, shit. So yeah, that is crazy. Got me, that got me into like the whole playing locally and shit. And then I had a family and I took like a little break. And then I was actually listening to your show. I think you had uh you had Kyle from the Labor Pains on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I saw them at um this place called the Brick House in Dover and they were like complaining the whole time about how a bass player but they had one that was pretty fucking good but i guess he didn't want to play with them so i went up to him after and i was like dude i'll play bass and i played with them for like three years and that got me right back into playing so it was like oh that's awesome yeah kyle's a pretty cool dude i mean yeah he is his i got nothing but good things to say he's real i mean when he's driven his his songs are fucking good man he just can't catch a break sometimes but he's like he's the man when it comes to writing songs i i love hanging around and playing with him yeah for sure but yeah, yeah. I, I like i said i have no not one bad thing to say about him he's definitely yeah. a good songwriter so yeah me too man but yeah about about i'm sorry i'm getting way ahead here but um oh, oh that's fine but yeah i have um i have some music Coming out, I have seven songs that I recorded already. They're on like Spotify and Apple Music, and I released them as singles on Laptop. Yeah, Grim Deeds little label. That's like internet. It's fucking cool. He's got a lot of Mm -hmm. cool bands on there. Oh, definitely. Um, But I released them like two, uh, pretty much by two, except for one song, "The Nightcrawler," is single. And then I did a stick it to the demos. So there's a ton of my songs on laptop punk at Bandcamp. And then there's there's some stuff on Spotify. I think there's seven that I recorded. But song EP with seven with the seven songs, I took five of them and I made uh fifty tapes and I sold out of those. I did like forty um seven inches like of little girl. Um, yeah, I sold out of those, so I repressed the cassette. I got fifty more cassettes coming. Um, I really want to finish the album. I have like more songs that I want to do, but like shit keeps coming up, so I can't get. I can't finish them. I'm trying. I hopefully by the end of the year I'll finish them. But at least sure. I'm buying time by by putting out the EP again and getting like represses and shit like that. So. So yeah, definitely. So, so shit's coming out. Like I'm doing a split seven inch and um, there's a label out of Philly that's putting out four band, four song um, comps. So I'll have like four songs on a 12 inch that I share. So I'm getting music put out. Um, yeah. I just, I don't have a label and shit. It's like, I'm, I'm just kind of doing it all myself. So. Sure. But it's and sometimes. Sometimes that's the best route. Yeah, I mean, it's teaching me a lesson, you know. I'm like, 
I'm in my 40s and I've been kind of pampered a little bit as far as like being in cool bands and seeing cool things where I've never actually had to do it myself, you know? It's humbling and it's also pretty satisfying. I know by the end of the year, I mean, I'm pretty sure by 2023, I will have a full length LP out. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I definitely look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm stoked about it. So you you said uh, I vaguely remember when we were talking. You said something about uh, playing shows. Do you do you have like a official band or is it just kind of people filling in for you? Um, I thought I had a full band, um, but I'm still kind of working on it. Uh, so I had when I started recording. My buddy Yuri that I played in a band with before, he came in and he, he kind of oversee them. The beginning, back into like writing my own songs and shit. So I was like, dude, you got to play too. And he's like, all right, all right. But he owns a business and he's got his own thing going. So, so he didn't, I didn't want to bog him down with shit, but he's, he's played um, the three shows that we've had already. He's played second guitar. Um, Roger, um, my buddy Roger, he played drums. He was the first original drummer of the Bruisers. He played drums on oh, nice. the Love Songs for the Retarded, the Queers, um, the demos. Or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that guy, he played, uh, he also played with that one band. Oh, shit, what's their name? They're from uh, New Hampshire. They were kind of like a indie type band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're called bad ideas now, but I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. as a girl singer. Yeah. It's Courtney. And Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. That's the band. Yeah. Okay. I so saw, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so funny. Is it? That, yeah. The, the name's on the tip of my tongue, but they're in a band now called bad idea USA. Oh, uh, okay. But it was the lanterns. That's it. Yes. Yeah. I love that band. Yeah. Or yeah, they're awesome. Loved that band. <laughs> <laughs> then you should definitely check out Bad Idea USA. They, they're uh, I think Sean, who was playing bass, because Courtney and Sean are married, so they're like yeah. kind of they always do the band thing together. I think Sean's playing drums now, and they've got another bass player, but Courtney's still singing. It kind of it's a little harder, I think, than Lanterns, but it's still the same, you know, kind of, I guess. Yeah, I'll it's definitely very, look into it. She's got a style that's like kind of hard to double, so it's very yeah. lanternish. Awesome! I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, ma'am. So yeah, I put them. I mean, they were my band for the first three shows, and then you know it was like I don't I don't know if it was me who was like getting over ambitious and started booking more shows. Kind of was like this one might have been like, whoa, this might be too much. We got to pull it back a little bit but um we stepped back and now i actually am doing a tour like a little mini tour i'm playing on uh january oh well, not january july 21st through the 25th i think um nice. yeah it's like new it's like new york city new jersey and philly um and there's a band called the spatulas they're out of New Jersey. They're fucking awesome. They're on Laptop Punk too. And yeah, I think I've heard of them. 
they're um, Vinny and Johnny are going to be my bass player and drummer. They like pretty much convinced to come, even though my band was like, yeah, I don't think we want to do that, you know? And I was like kind of getting down on myself, like, shit, dude, we're in a really good, like we're in a forward motion right now. And I really want to play these and shit, but I didn't want to do it. So I was like, should I go with an acoustic guitar? But no, I didn't. So, so they were like, shut up and come. We'll be your band. It'll be fucking awesome. And Vinny from um, the Scutches, he's going to open the first show. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool, man. I'm stoked. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Yep. I'm stoked about it. So are you looking like, for like a a full-time band like something kind of permanent or are you just kind of trying to do it solo and just having people fill in for shows i would i would love to have a band um oh terry um my buddy terry he plays bass with me now and he's he's with me he's not going to come with me to new jersey he's not going to come on the road this summer but he's kind of been with me the third song we recorded so he's in my band. I mean, it's he's definitely with me. It's me and him. He plays the upright. And we're kind of looking for a, a full-time drummer if we can. Um, sure. But I, I'm playing a show in Boston, and I've got a friend that's going to play drums. So now, yes, I'm looking for, a, for people that want to be in a band. But I'm taking what I can. You know, because I'm, I'm sure people have stepped up and they're like, if you need me for this date, I can do it and shit. Because I was I was kind of getting down. I was like, fuck, am I not going to be able to play another show this whole summer? But but four or five on the books, they're all different band members. But at least it's I mean, they, <laughs> they're good. Like people know how to play the songs and they have a pro. And they're like, dude, I've been jamming to your songs and. All you have to do is show up and we'll fucking rock. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what did I do to deserve people like this? You know? So I'm lucky. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah, really, definitely. I'm really lucky. And I'm totally, totally stoked about it, man. Like, it's what I love to do. I'm glad that I'm going to be able to play. So, yeah, that's great. I, uh, I've heard, um, a lot of your songs and I, I absolutely love it. Uh, what's like, What's like your inspiration for songwriting? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like I for this band in particular, I had a few songs like the first three, like Little Girl. I probably wrote four years ago. I would. I sure. probably wrote six years ago. Those were I love songs. that song. I would. <laughs> Thank you. I those are songs that have been like burning a hole in my I play with other people and I'm just sure like, but, but the style of band that I've been playing with it would never fit so I mean Nightcrawler the last band I was in I almost brought Nightcrawler to the table because it probably would have been a good Elbon song but I'm glad that I kept it all in so that you know so that I could do it right now and shit um, I, I've written like two or three really new ones but but the ones that I recorded, they were all kind of burning a hole in my pocket. And I don't know. I it, it all usually comes mental to me. Like, I know the song. But I probably don't even have to pick up a guitar or anything. 
I can write it in my head, but then I to it. And then if I have to, I'll write the words out along to it. And then I'll like memo it while I'm singing. So I'll just sure. have it in my phone. And, and now technology, like I, I really suck at it, but I've got like this little, um, I don't know, it's kind of like a rolling electric drum set down in my basement where I can record, I can record the drum beats. So I'll like sing it while I'm playing it. And then I'll plug it into like a practice amp and it'll in the auxiliary and it will play back out and then I'll play the guitar to it. So I'll pretty much have like a rough, a rough demo and then I can sing it into my memo and it, that's, that's how I do those songs now. That's how I've been doing them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Super DIY. And I mean, hell yeah, that's the way to do it. My buddy Lenny just gave me, um, one of those eye rigs. It's like a little thing you plug your guitar. It's like an interface or something. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a really nice computer yet, but I'm working on getting one. So you said you're, you said you're married, right, Dave? Yeah. Is your wife supportive of your music and the, and your ambitions in, in music? Definitely. Yeah. She's That's awesome. She's really cool. She's got That's my good. back That's for that. sure. She's got That's my back. That, that kind sure. of support. And what about your kiddos? Yeah. Um, well, I've got, I've got two, um, kids from a previous marriage. Um, my daughter, Kira, actually, she sang. It was just me and her pretty much on I and Little Girl. She, have you seen the video for Little Girl, the music, the, like the lyric one that just came out? I yeah, have, uh, I have. It's, um, that's like in a room, like the guitar beside her. She came sang all along like the um high harmonies and shit in that song so for for i wouldn't little girl was was me and her she's 19 and i've got a 17 year old and then i've got a two and a fucking four year old so <laughs> wow so yeah you got your hands full yeah i started over and it's nuts <laughs> oh man, it's such a fun age though, because my kid's about to be three in July, and it's it's fun. But man, she's a little shit sometimes. <laughs> oh my god! I, mean, go, I don't yeah, know what it's... I was thinking, but it it really is. It, <laughs> it really is. It. I mean, it keeps me kind of, kind of. I don't know, to, all together because I I'm kind of a big kid anyway, as it is. And oh I, sure, with my last relationship, I I held back from like writing songs well i still wrote but i never really played in bands and shit and i took like an eight-year break and it was really eating at me like i had to find other things to pass my time and they weren't the best things to pass my time so now i've got music and it's really like keeping me straight and like make a better person honestly that's awesome yeah and you can write songs about your kids when you're stressed out because that's what I did. As I wrote a song about my, I wrote a song about my daughter because she was going through terrible, this terrible two phase, and I was so pissed at her that I was in my car and I was just started writing lyrics down to a song, <laughs> and I just felt so much better after I got that out. <laughs> Nights in jail is a little bit. I mean, it's a weird one to put together when it comes to. Um, I wrote that one kind of about my ex and my firstborn. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, 
I'll go deeper into it maybe next time, but. <laughs> right. No, sure, sure. Yeah. That's great you have the support too. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're not uh, doing music, what do you do for fun? Uh, a lot of kid stuff. Um, recently, I've been working on getting my yard and stuff like that. But a lot of the time, I'm, I hang out with the kids uh, like a real lot. I work in the kids. A lot of, a lot of walks, a lot of the park. Um, and a lot of music, too. I mean, there's just a lot of family time and a lot of, like, hanging out with the family. I don't have a ton more other hobbies, but sure. I mean, the kids are oh, so cool. young; they take up a ton of time. So, oh yeah, yeah. Scott knows awesome. all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are people are like asking me about like watching movies and shows. I'm like, I haven't fucking watched anything. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I did actually just watch that that Sex Pistols thing. I binge watched it the other day because uh, the kids I'm were still, away. So yeah, I'm on half of episode one still. <laughs> yeah, the first episode. <laughs> To me, the first episode was the toughest one to swallow. Honestly, I like I started it in the morning and I fell asleep during it, and then yeah. I rewatched it. And started to fall asleep to it, but the other ones were really, really good. The first one is like it's informative, but I mean, it drags yeah. for me. Well, it was yeah. Tough. See, I thought I had it because I planned it out. Like my in-laws, my pantry over. Go get it. Can watch Gemma for a while, and I can sneak off downstairs and maybe watch this. And I got maybe 20 minutes in. They're like, okay, we're leaving. I'm like, oh, there goes that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I did that. That so, happened to me with the Wonder Years, the new Wonder Years. I can't yeah, watch oh, I, I used to be able to. I mean, when my, when my, before I had the newer two kids, I was, I watched like the Blacklist and all those fucking shows and I could actually watch them. But like my whole brain is fucking cooked now with kids. Yeah, and like when you want to watch something that's like past our bedtime, it's like I don't want to start anything now. Yeah. So like we just like put on some YouTube videos, and like that's what we just like we just zone out to those and fall asleep. Like, I don't I don't have time. Yeah. I mean the only <laughs> show that we're caught up with is Barrier on HBO, and yep. uh, that's from and that's only half hour long, so it's perfect. Because <laughs> <laughs> anything over half hour, we're gonna fall asleep. Yep. Yeah, but uh, it's it's cool. Cool. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Keep on. I wouldn't know. I don't have kids. Well, you want to borrow mine? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm content with my yeah. dogs. <laughs> Nick can watch him while you go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 trust me. I, they'll set themselves on fire. Something bad will happen. I promise. Are you fucking kidding me? You work at Disney. It's perfect. I, I, wait, wait, are you in Florida? I am. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Scott's in Indiana. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Close to Chicago. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah um, Indiana is like, where Sonic Iguana was, I think. Is, and they're in Lafayette, yeah. Indiana. Yes. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, about an hour north of there. And maybe the guys from um, Flamingo Nosebleed are they from Indiana too? Fort Wayne. Yeah, okay. Fort Wayne. And then you have uh, the Cobra Flops of the Indy, and then you have uh, the Putts out of Fort Wayne, Indy area. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, but I yeah, always thought the pucks were out of Detroit, but maybe that's just Doug. Well, Dougie is out of Detroit, but I think that Billy lives in Fort Wayne. Cool. Yeah, that scene yeah. in Fort Wayne is fucking awesome, man. It is. Yeah, well, I went to Mom's Basement Fest there last year, which was a lot of fun, and um, I, I love it. My cousin lives in Fort Wayne, and it's I love going there. It's I like bug the shit out of them all the time. I'm like, hey, one day, one day, I'll put something out on Mom's Basement. I've been, <laughs> I've been a huge fan of Mom's Basement forever. So, oh, so am I. That's yeah, they're there. awesome. They, I think they get my paychecks weekly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, him and Travis from um, Eccentric. Actually, still have, I think I've got like four or five boxes. Like five years ago, Travis was selling a ton of shit. Like um, uh-huh. he was selling like Ramones posters and this really cool Clash type thing. And I worked out a payment plan with them. I was all fucking wasted one night. And I was like, I'll take it. And I think I, I was paying them like a hundred and something bucks a week for like seven weeks. And I still haven't opened the fucking boxes. Like, I don't even know oh. what I bought. <laughs> oh, man, that's an unboxing video right there. You I know, put that man. on Instagram I, I Live. Come on. A couple of things. I, I opened a couple of things and it was like a clash. Um, like a clash ticket and like a ripped t-shirt and like a Joe Strummer like photo that I gave to my buddy Lenny. But, but I know there's a ton of Ramones um, posters, like, like real concert ones. So, Hey, uh, off topic real quick. Yep. You said uh, your buddy Lenny, is that the guy from uh dark buster? Yeah, buddy. Oh shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I fucking love Dark Buster. They're fucking great, man. They're great. Yeah, you yeah, said he- the name, and I, and I was, I was, it sounded so familiar. I was like, who the hell do I know with that name? And then I thought Dark Buster, and I, yeah, that's awesome for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's a pal of mine. I I suck at name dropping. I usually I I've like tried to stop using last names, but <laughs> but he won't care. He won't care. Hey, uh, you guys, can you guys talk amongst yourself for a minute? <laughs> sure. I have sure. to go handle something real quick. Just give me like yeah. two minutes. I'll be right back. <laughs> Sorry. Can I go poop or something? Drop that shit. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, man. Yeah. What's up, man? Uh, nothing. Just uh, worked, uh, worked today. Cool, cool. Came home and took the kid outside and doing this and Gonna go to bed. <laughs> yeah, a, I'm stoked. That's about like it. that's like washing. She peed for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was. I went out. I watered the lawn. My my kids stayed at their grandmother's last night, so it was like a pretty good night. We actually got to hang out. I think I took a nap at like eight to like ten, but then pretty much stayed up all night after. Right, oh, <laughs> just because I could. I haven't taken a good nap in a while. Oh man, there's nothing wrong with a good. good there's nap. nothing. There's nothing. Like usually, like there's sometimes it's you know when my daughter would take a nap, I would just be like, hey, I'm gonna go take a nap too. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Because we got like she's basically our bedtime schedule. Like when she goes to bed, we usually go to bed. Because uh, my wife and I, we really like our sleep. We we are not night owls by any means. We like to sleep. I'm trying. I'm. Yeah. I'm not good at like setting a time to go to sleep my wife's mm-hmm. sister or i guess my sister-in-law when i go to her house she like 
makes us go to bed at like nine o'clock. She, <laughs> she, has, makes, she makes it's it. fucking crazy. It's like it's like lights out at her house, and and I've never and she's like in her fifties, so it's like I feel next time we go, I'm getting a hotel because it's like you can't. Tell yeah. me you're putting me to sleep. I can't even get my fucking kids to sleep. I think my son's still up watching like Blippy or something. Oh God, Blippy! <laughs> my daughter's asleep, but. But my son yeah. is like, he will not fucking go to bed. And I don't know, man. I, I'm even like on yeah. the fence about getting him like his own or his room or something just so he can like, I don't want to go down that road, but I mean, I'm like yeah, a well, product we, of like television. When I was a kid, my, right. my parents would just throw me in my room with the fucking TV or the Sega or something. And, uh-huh. you know, yeah. So, our daughter's routine is like, Brandon's like the half hour before bedtime. We put her in our bed. We give her a bottle. We give her the iPad. She can have like thirty minutes on the iPad, and then she goes to bed. Like we put her in her bedroom, and she she's pretty good with that, you know. Because like we, you know, we, we were always those parents that said we're never going to rely on technology. We're never going to be iPad people. Oh, we're fucking YouTube people for sure. <laughs> like like at the restaurant when she's acting out, we were fucking not hesitate to put our phones in front of her. Like, oh yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, you say you're never going to do it until it happens, and then now we fucking do it. <laughs> Try to somebody, a kid fucking screaming at top volume in the middle of an Applebee's and having like exactly. eyes at on you. I mean, no worse feeling. I'd rather be naked in front of someone. I know. It's, I know. it's, it's like so bad. Yeah, we we there was we had uh, an incident the other the other week. We went to a we went to a restaurant for dinner and you know we got like they gave us coffee cups and like she got a water cup and. She was just like making a mess with like the cups and like this water everywhere, and it was time to go. And she just like threw the biggest fit because we had to leave. And like we took her out, kicking and screaming. I'm like, oh my god! Like we we mostly felt bad for people had to clean up the mess because like there was like a flood. I was just like, that's when you just throw a nice tip down, just yeah, throw a yeah. tip down, and be like, I'm out. Yeah, my figure out. Don't, don't, don't tip. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Look, I know. I know all about it. When I have to take my dog out of the dog park, and he doesn't want to go. <laughs> very, very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Very. Your dogs. We can't. We can't leash the kids, that you can leash your dog. <laughs> Unless you get one of those backpacks with the leash on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. Speaking of Disney World, I've seen kids on fucking leashes. That is something. I yeah, that's do. a thing. Yeah. Yep. I, I can't believe it. it. I couldn't. Do I actually it. saw. I, ironically, I saw that today. Somebody yeah. had a leash on their kid. It's, it's a backpack with a giant rope at the end. I chip my kid before I put a leash on it. <laughs> on, oh. on, her, on it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta take up a roll. Of, you gotta take up a roll, roll of newspaper too. The guys ain't fucking shit oh. on the floor. You gotta whack him with it. <laughs> my son is starting to get to that age where, like, sometimes I'll get him one of those little Kinder eggs. You know the. Uh huh. I know exactly. Yes. And yes. and if he does like the, the way that they do, that, like I never understood it at first, but now I totally get why they put shit like. But I, he's he's kicked and screamed a couple times out of the store, and it's like it do, hasn't happened too many times because he's usually pretty good about it, and I usually yeah. buckle real early, but. Mm-hmm. But it, right. But yeah, I can see. Oh, I mean, we don't. Posts. We can't leave the store without her buying something. <laughs> yeah, 
Every time we go to Menards, she brings a ball home. It's like, I don't know how it happens. <laughs> she's got like five balls from Menards. Every time we go to Walgreens, she's getting something. We go to the grocery store, and she's got like, she finds, she, she finds a toy at random. All right, well, I guess we're going to get that for you. Uh, hey. I don't know. It's just hard. She's so hard to say no to. <laughs> I mean, if, if it's innocent and like, just seeing the joy in their fucking eyes, it's like almost, yeah. it's almost worth it. You know, it's like, who cares? Who cares yeah, if they so get if a ball can, or whatever, you know? That's, if I can get a shit ton of records, you you can have a toy. Sure. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. You I need advice too. This week, this week, I think they got like a couple of pairs of sandals and shoes. And I was like, holy shit, you guys got more shit than I did this week. What the fuck? I know. She, uh, we got her a swing set this this past weekend too, which is the best investment. Oh man, um, I gotta get one up. I, I measured my yard. Yeah. I don't have a very big yard, so it's like I gotta oh. get one of those. I it's got to be like twenty feet if I get one. And it's right, tough. right. Well, this this one was like this one just kind of fell into our laps. It was on marketplace on Facebook. Someone fell on it. Um, you know, their their kid turned eight, stopped using it, and. I mean, like this is a Costco brand, so those are usually anywhere from eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Yeah, they were asking very, very low on it, and um, they're like sold. <laughs> so, is it one I mean, of the wood ones with the like with the slides? Yes, Was it's it got two. It's got two big towers. Yeah, with three slides and a swing set attached. Holy yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, two that go straight down, and one curly one that that one that um like a like a curly slide. Jesus. And then attached, then attaches two swings and a, and a, a handbar. So this wow. thing is like this thing is massive. I'll, That's I'll, fucking uh, gangster. Yeah, I'll show you a picture <laughs> on Instagram. Um, it's a uh, it was just like the best investment, and it really worked out. We took my work van that we only we brought it home in three big sections, which was amazing. Barely had to take anything off of it, so it just it just worked out. Cool, man. So that's, that's like that's my next buy. I'm definitely. I've I've just been very careful about like the sizing and stuff because yeah I don't want to get one that's way too big but I might have to buy it in sections. I was thinking of getting like just the swings and then getting like a couple of the slides to put around the other side. I'm yeah, doing this tiny may- thing right now in my basement. Oh yeah, my hands all around where I'm like, <laughs> you can't. They, see that's what, that's what I'm doing too. <laughs> they make it like they make it like that. Where you can just buy. You can, it's like it's like three swings and then a slide attached to it. Yep. And it's not it's not very big. Yeah, I think. I mean, I've got some picked out. It's that's the next thing I'm getting. I just uh, grass now. My yard looks nice. I got to I'm going to get this um we're going to get this really nice like outside couch thing and it's going to be bonfires and fucking swing rides all summer. That's yeah, it's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have a huge yard, so like I want things to take up space because it takes about ninety minutes to mow. So the more <laughs> shit that's out there, the less shit I have, the less of the area I have to mow. So like, what are you I complaining about? You got a freaking riding lawnmower. Don't have a huge yard yet, but yeah, I mean. yeah, dude. But it's just the fact that it takes so long to do it. Plus, like, <laughs> I, 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 what's that? You have to I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not confident on it. So I go like the slowest speed. So that's why it takes a while. <laughs> I it's fucking cool, tarnish this thing. It's, a, it's cool to yeah. kind of, 
at least you got that time to yourself unless you're giving her like your oh. ride or something but no no not yet I, I'm, I'm not confident enough to yeah. beat myself on i know her i still gotta call my phone on how to how to use it sometimes <laughs> like how do you turn this on <laughs> that's yeah. why guys get all the power tools and shit like that just so that they can have more time but to themselves learn how to fucking like do that stuff i don't think it's like a macho thing i think it's literally no. so that they can like be by themselves yeah well it is yeah. cool because I, I i can hook up my 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 music to my headset and i can just like listen to music while i mow and then yeah but it's just it's just a lot of yard that's the only thing that sucks is that's just so much so once we get yeah. fenced in once we get some plants once we, we, we already started getting some trees back there it's gonna be, get a pool be nice no. Yeah, get a pool. <laughs> no, don't need to. Two reasons. My in-laws just got a pool game installed <laughs> next week. And where we live is a gated community. Oh. So we get a community pool we can go to. So like oh, that's we're cool. Good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We live in that fancy life, man. You gotta like you gotta get a pass to get in this place. Shit. Man. Uh, yeah. yeah dude, like, there's like you got the two. homeowners association that's coming knocking on your door if your um if your bushes aren't trimmed. Oh, uh, we actually got our first week. We got the house. We got we got fined with a garbage can fee because huh. we left it out an extra day. We're like, we're not even fucking living here yet. We're getting fined. Yeah, bullshit. Welcome to the neighborhood, yeah. fucking. Yeah, asshole. big time. Here's yeah, you've been served. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's gonna be a great place for her to grow up. There's like man-made beaches. There's kids all over our neighborhood. Cool. It's it's yeah. You can I couldn't ask a better location, honestly. Nice. They have like they have concerts in the summer. Um, nothing I really care about, but it's still cool to you know see music if I want to. It's free. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I have to book. How they get like some? Try to book some punk bands from Indiana right here. When they hey, wake man, up the neighborhood, I'll come down. I I fucking love that place. I I really don't know what the future holds for me. I'm just really stoked on getting this album out. I mean, yeah. I, I that's exciting man i didn't even know i mean about a year ago i wasn't even planning on releasing any of these songs anytime soon and it just after i released little girl and i would um just like the all the positive like messages and everything like all the outreaching and like everything was so fucking cool that I, I had to do another song and it's nothing. It's just been like so fucking cool. So yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, I'm sorry to make you off. No, um, no, it's cool. It's I yeah. I just can't stress enough how positive the community that we are a part of is. It's yeah. like you know, it, it is. It, it, it is very. Everyone is is looking out for each other. Everyone's everybody to succeed. There's like there's no big dick energy. There's like not a lot of assholes that I've that I've actually been seen or like you know they are i don't associate myself with them but like it's such a positive like community where like just everybody's like loves like what everybody's putting out you know like there's no negativity and that's what i love is just like i think that's why bands want to keep doing this because like people want to hear it and like yeah. everyone's supporting them no one's putting their shit down they don't like it if they do they keep it to themselves which is what they should be doing but like it's it's amazing it's, it's fucking it is. amazing you're right man i mean i don't I don't like ever remember a time that it's been so positive or maybe I just was in a different frame of mind or something, but like, but just the outreach in and the way that people have been like 
responding to the songs and some of the DMs I'm getting about like how like I've got bands reaching out to me saying, Oh, I've had songs that I've been trying to do for years and like just hearing your song has really like motivated me to do it. And I, and thank you very like just yeah. like sincerely thank you for doing what you're doing. And I'm like, holy shit. I mean, thank you for saying thank you. Cause I I mean this is like this is fucking awesome, dude. It's like Yeah, it's just it's, it's awesome. the same with Nick and I doing this doing this podcast together. Like, we didn't think anybody would listen. When they do, when we get feedback, hey, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. It's like, oh, that makes you feel really good about this. Like, yeah. I, I never thought people would ever give a shit about what we're doing, but like, we do, and we get a little fan base. And it's like, it's one of that's the most wonderful feeling that like you could have is all that support from just just strangers you never met before. It's fucking True. awesome. And then like, and the people that want to be on it and like want to do this with us is like, this is amazing. This is such a great feeling. Sure is, man. That's what happened with that with Derek from the cred yard, man. He just he reached out to me. That kid, that dude is fucking legit cool, man. He is one of the nicest guys. Like, I mean, this there's gotta be more people like that. I mean, um Jeremy, Jeremy Henderson from Washington. He um like he he goes by Germ. He's in a band called The Felons. He does like a ton of draw for me and a bunch of drawings for a lot of pop punk bands on laptop. Um, like he's another guy that's reached out, just like done nothing but good, you know, since, mm-hmm. since the songs have come out, like I've never seen such, such fucking awesome, awesome shit in a long time. I mean, it feels good to be a punk. At this, it's weird. It's cliche. I don't, I don't know, right. I mean, but it's good. It, it's like really good to be in the scene right now. Yeah. It's awesome. Absolutely. It's- it's yeah. super positive right now. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, we're super. We thank you so much for joining us and just telling us about your your endeavors and your your, your family life and your birchering and everything that you've that you've uh, come on the show to talk about. It's been a pleasure, and um, I'll give you the floor to just plug whatever you want. Uh, tell me where they can find your music, where they can find you, where they can you know keep a lookout on. Uh, the floor is yours, man. Have at it. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um. So most of my songs are on Laptop, Punk Records, Bandcamp. Uh, I'm also on Spotify, Apple Music, you know, Deezer and uh, Amazon Music. Uh, Dave Strong, there's seven songs out there right now. Um, I have like a four or five day tour coming up with the Spachulas. Um, starts on July 21st in New Jersey. I mean, uh, Auto Shrunken Heads and... New York City, and then it ends in Philly at um, the pharmacy. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I've got cassettes and shirts coming. I don't know. Yeah, just thanks for having me, man. Keep oh, absolutely yeah. positive. It's been a pleasure. Oh, we can't we can't wait to see what we have coming out in the future, man. We're we're super excited and um, definitely. Thank thank you again, and uh, listeners, uh, thank you for listening. In. And we were fear holes and something different next week. Uh, good night, guys.